2: Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars.
1: Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Levelle. And we're joined this week by a couple of young chaps who've been making motorsport their business for the last few years namely Connor O'Brien from Speed Cafe. Welcome on board, Connor. know, yeah, thanks for having me again. Wonderful to have you back. And he's McAlpine, who has been in the trenches for the last five years down at Auto Action, but has now resurfaced and turned himself into Motorsport at Network ARG. Welcome back, Heath. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Getting you guys in here to talk about the season so far. I don't know how many rounds that either of you have been to. Uh, Myself, uh, I think I've only been to uh, Sandown, Salem, Ben. I was there at AGP for a couple of days, but I don't think anything of consequence. Um, That was actually last
2: year, Tony. The AGP didn't run this year.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, all's been well on the paddocks here, boys. Connor, (laughs) did you uh, make many rounds this year? Uh, I've been to three, I think, this
0: year. Um, uh, Simon, our main supercars uh, journalist, he goes Sort of every round, I kind of go to uh, the one here and there. So I've been to the Mount Panorama 500, Tailand Bend, and I will that at to the Townsville 500, first Townsville, not the second one.
3: And he, i have only been to Sandown this year, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad one to go to, just purely because SVG put on a show coming from seven eighth on the grid, so it wasn't a bad one to go.
1: Indeed, it wasn't. I I was very glad I was there as well. It's uh, well worth it the road trip. As you uh, would both be aware that uh, there has been a tentative calendar put out following the two, uh, the back to back Townsville, and uh, that tentative uh, schedule looks like Winton uh, in the first weekend in October What was going to be Bathurst, Phillip Island, which has been on the schedule since 2019, then uh, Bathurst to be moved to November 4th to 7th, uh, Sydney Motorsport Park, in the 19th to 20th of November. And the final round at Surfers Paradise, December three five, which is the date that was set last year. Now there's no no Western Australia, no New Zealand rounds, as there wasn't in twenty twenty. You know, there's lots of speculation about double rounds and all that sort of thing. What do you think, Connor, of what's been put up so far? Obviously, it means that they're getting around or well, twice in in New South Wales, which of course that looks a long way away now with the current infection rate running.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh. That's for sure there's a fair bit to play out still, I, I guess. Um, I, I've sort of got mixed feelings on it, I, I, to be honest. I, I feel like um, like it, it sets up, obviously, a really great run of events to go. Uh, for the run to Finale, with, you know, went in the first time in a couple of years. Phillip Island, you know, awesome track. Everyone loves that. First time in a couple of years. Then the marquee events and after, you know, Sydney Supernight and Gold Coast. However, I'm kind of like a little bit sort of at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe... With Victoria the way it is at the moment, maybe we should have been trying to uh, sneak in a couple rounds down there while we can because it does leave us a little bit exposed, uh, I guess, in supercars land. If COVID happens to get worse in the later part of the year, uh, you know, it might make it pretty difficult to get those 12 rounds that they're obligated, obligated rather to do, um, to get those 12 rounds away. But yeah, so fingers crossed, as with everyone, as COVID sort of clears up and we get that uh, nice run to the season finale at my hometown on the Gold Coast.
1: And Heath, uh, your feelings on it? I mean, obviously, there's a lot jammed into the month of November with both the Bathurst Challenge and Bathurst, well, it's not the 500, is it? The, it's an ARG event now. The International, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
3: So Super Cheap Auto Bathurst International, um, that's on, on the very last weekend of November. I think it's going to be, you know, and, and it's not even outside of that, you know, there's some so many meetings going to be crammed into that last section of the year, which I think we've all come to, you know, except now because with COVID and everything, it's, it's hard to sort of gauge... What meetings are going to run? When they're going to run? If they're going to run? I mean, with the planning of the calendar with Winton, it, it'll be good to have Winton back. That's well supported by campers and and the like. You know, there's the that um sort of next round which has been speculated to be Phil Bomb, but you know that it'll be good to have that on the calendar if that comes to fruition. Bathurst will be a cracker as usual. Hopefully, New South Wales can get out of can ease its way out of the predicament it is at the moment i mean we did it down here in melbourne so those guys hopefully fingers crossed can do it and same with smp as well and gold coast i think gold coast is just one of those premium events which it is i sort of missed it last year it's a, it's one of those it's a great a great event it's a great atmosphere it's a great it's it's just one of those events that uh, have been a mainstay of supercars you know um, for a while and It'll be a great season finale to, well, hopefully finish on.
2: Guys, do you think supercars are going to regret the fact that they didn't push on and run that round off the back of Townsville down there at Queensland Raceway before the Melbourne teams went back home?
0: Uh, for me, uh, I yeah, I, I hope not. But um, me made sense to again just try and um, cash in while we can because yeah, no one knows what. No one knows what we're going to be like in, in uh, a week or a month or two months or whatever. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I personally would have loved to see them push on with that just to get round eight in the, in the bank and then only have four rounds to go. But um, fingers crossed, it won't be, uh, yeah, won't, won't, fingers crossed it won't matter.
2: Connor, it was one of those catch-22s, wasn't it? Because they said they've got through a fair chunk of the year. The Melbourne teams weren't really ready to stay away that long, but... And they thought, well, it's, we're over halfway through the championship season at around the halfway point of the calendar year.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, let me uh, be clear that I don't, uh, I don't envy those guys. You know, they've had an incredibly tough 18 months.
2: It looks like we might have lost Connor there. <laughs> Heath, do you have some thoughts on that?
3: Um, it's pretty hard to tell. Like, I mean, you know, the Melbourne-based teams or the Victorian-based teams and even Brad Jones, I suppose, in a way, They've been away, away for a while, you know, and it, it, it's, yeah, it's 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 a hard sort of situation because it's a hard meeting to have because you've got, you know, you don't want to do what, you know, the Melbourne teams don't want to replicate what they did last year. Also, it's hard to know how much equipment they had on board as well, their transporters and the logistics behind it too. So look, I'll back in supercars and say that pulling the pin on QR is probably the right thing to do, have a reset. And then finish, you know, give a time and reset. Finish off the season with a flurry of rounds in October, November, and
2: uh, and December. And of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. You didn't know how big this was going to blow up in the way of lockdowns now going across, well, at least five five states.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like I, I don't, yeah, I. I You know, to finish off with a flurry of rounds, I think it's sort of, I think the title, you know, it finishes off with some momentum heading into 2022.
2: Connor, you were in the uh, supercars bunker last year. You would have seen how the organisation was reacting. And I've got to say, I thought it was uh, exceptional. The way that they managed to negotiate the season. And I can never remember your legal counsel's name, but the work he did with the uh, state governments and all the authorities to be able to get supercars in and out of states and through states was, was first class.
0: I believe, yeah, Anthony, uh, you'd be referring to. Um, but um, yeah, oh, look, um, yeah, I definitely don't envy those guys. The, the, yeah, the. The headaches and the amount of changes that they've had to make in the past sort of 18 months or so, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure I could do it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, they've, they've done a pretty good job, uh, you know, because it's not as straightforward, obviously, as some of the footy codes where um, in terms of logistics and all that sort of stuff. So it is quite complex when uh, when you're talking about um, delivering a supercars championship in COVID conditions. But yeah, no, I guess no part of it is easy, but um, hopefully it all pans out all
1: right. Heath, what have you thought of the season so far? I mean, obviously we've uh, enjoyed seeing the uh, resurgence of Tickford and Cam Waters. It's delightful to see uh, some competition coming back because the dominance of uh, Van Gisburg and Triple Eight was not boding well for a good season, was it? I think
3: you can take it on value. You can't look at the results and say, I mean, SVG hasn't had his own way the whole time. Um, You know, he's won races, but, you know, there's been, I suppose there's been guys that, have taken it up to him, but they're different drivers, so they haven't been con- there hasn't been one consistent challenger to SVG. Like last time out was Cam Waters, who took it right up to him. But Chaz has been there or thereabouts. The two DJR boys—they've been sort of, sort of been a little bit inconsistent from their point of view. But you'd expect it to be with them so fresh in the team. Like even Jamie—I mean, Jamie hasn't been as consistent as SVG. I mean, it's—it's it's been pretty hard. He's been in pretty. Top form, to be honest, in anything in that he's driven this so far this year. You know, it's yeah. I, I think it's st- it's still got the makings of a really good season. That last four rounds, the last four weekends of the year, are going to be pretty interesting. I reckon it's been good to see fit sort of sort of come back. They just need to find consistency, and I think that's the. The main crux of the season, really, is consistency. It's been a good season to watch, I reckon, as well. Seeing some of the young blokes as well, like the two Erebus boys, they've been really strong in particular parts this season. Will at uh, Townsville, especially. So yeah, no, there's some different aspects compared to previous years that have actually. It's been quite interesting to watch,
1: Connor. You would have, I imagine, been uh, pleased uh, to see young guys like uh, Todd Hazelwood and Nick Burkett them stepping up as well. I mean, uh, even young McCauley-Jones certainly shows him a great qualifying pace, although he's had a lot of race-bad luck. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> think we to see a wide range of
0: the effort by um, Todd up at council work. Uh, I think was really quite critical because uh, you know he is in quite a um, tr- delicate kind of spot, I guess, when it comes to looking at his supercar's future, and he couldn't have done a better job than what he did in across the, both weekends to, to really you know remind Brad of what he uh, what he can do and why he should be around uh, next year. And yeah, guys like McCall, it's sort of yeah, you're a bit divided on because McCauley is doing a genuinely great job when it comes to, to qualifying. His uh, quality has been great this year, but uh, I, I mean, I think he would admit it himself that he's not doing a good enough job in the races so but yeah it's always good to see some different names up and yeah I'm just servant of what he said I, I just have to say that I, yeah, I think Cam has been sensational not always you know the tickets haven't always quite nailed it in every way shape or form but that drive against Van and in the most recent race of the championship that was spectacular um you know Chains generally managed to bully uh, his way past anyone he wants and um Cam is one of the first guys to really um, show the racecraft to be able to resist him, which was um, yeah, really cool to see.
1: In- indeed. And in fact, it wasn't the fact that Cam won, but the way in which he won um, with uh, Shane on his tail, it was uh, certainly wonderful to see. Um, I'd be interested, uh, first of all, Connor, maybe on your thoughts on the change at Kelly Racing, uh, the demise of the Kelly brothers, uh, then gone, and uh, the Grove family moving up father and son now taking the controls of that uh, Ford Mustang theme? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, uh, for sure it's a shame Kelly's probably don't get enough credit for
0: everything they've done in the past couple of decades. You know, they've always done things a bit differently. Uh, They've been absolute maestros at, uh, at the commercial scene. And you know they've uh, they've done some cool things like bring this into the back into the uh, into the sport and carried. Well, they took fans on the journey with them uh, as they uh, made the kind of quick fire change to Ford, um, started the twenty twenty season. So it's a it's a shame um, that they will no longer be involved in team ownership. They'll, they'll still be around in an engineering sphere, but um, at the same time, it's a cool new opportunity, fresh blood uh, coming in with um with the groves um, becoming 100 percent owners, uh, Stephen is a tremendously successful businessman. Pretty much been successful in everything he does. So, um, yeah, he might be just the right person to take the team from being occasionally contending for race wins to maybe being genuine contenders and like being consistently up the front. It's important that we don't kind
1: of sort of
0: uh, forget about the Kellys and what they've done. But I'll uh, be yeah, interesting to see how the team goes going forward.
1: Uh, he, we had Dave Reynolds on the show last week, and he talked about how Brenton comes into all the engineering debriefs, pre-brief and debriefs, and talked about, because Brenton has competed in uh, Super 2, mm-hmm. that uh, he's always interested in listening to the drivers' comments. And and that's uh, a very different thing to what we're used to in terms of listening to uh, team owners talking about their drivers.
3: Yeah it is isn't it it's it, it could be an advantage of um, advantage to have that sort of thing and and um, not to forget that um, Jamie's going to sort of play i oh, well slide into the t- you know team ownership role at um at Triple Eight um, as well so you know um, it, it's it's quite an interesting um, i suppose uh, what, what's the word? You know, it, it's a new insight, I suppose. Um, I, I share Connor's comments. Um, I sh- well thinking that um, you know, the the Kellys have been a um, like a, a very good um, what's the word? Uh, a very good. Um, they've had a very good impact on the sport. Um, bringing Nissan back. Um, you know, even when they took over from um Larry in the late. 2000s um, to 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 form the team that they you know they, they've still got now, um, you know the change to the Mustangs was documented very well by them. Um, they've you know given their all to the sport, um, but it, it's good to have new. I suppose it's good to have new people wanting to get involved in supercars as well. Um, You know, not taking away from the other teams, but the other teams have been there for a long time. I think that, um, I think the last new team was Matt Stone back in 2017, I think from memory. Um, so it's good to have, um, you know, Stephen and Brenton come in, and it's right at a transitional time with everyone looking towards Gen 3 as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting, um, it's going to be an interesting sort of ride for the Moroccan and, um, you know, from what they've done in terms of GT racing um, with their, you know, it's sort of, I suppose it's a semi-professional outfit. They've been overseas. Of, um, Stephen's done a Super Cup. Um, so um, it's it's going to be a very, very, very um, interesting to, interesting to what it all comes together and. Um, how um reynolds and heimgartner
1: go in the future one uh, thing that i'd like to get both your comments on maybe connor uh, on, on the tasman series there's news that uh there is looking to be an instigation of a, a return to a tasman series of the early 60s and 70s this time built around the uh, s5000 uh, i imagine that would uh, fill you all with excitement about that yeah absolutely it's uh it's really
0: cool uh the Tarzan series has such tremendous sort of history, really, when you look back to, I guess, when it did run in the 60s and 70s and you look back at some of those guys that that won the won the series you had, you know, Bruce McLaren and Jackie Stewart and these kind of guys, which is, yeah, kind of amazing to think. I'm sure it's uh, probably not quite as straightforward these days to, to get that level of guy competing uh over here but i mean uh nonetheless it's uh yeah concept. and i guess it kind of was you know you'd expect it's going to be a little bit tricky just for the time being with uh the way the world is with covid but um hopefully you know lay the foundations for um as well in future years to, to really be able to attract even more international guys i know they are kind of definitely hopes to attract internationals for this year but uh yeah i guess hopefully it'll get easier as time goes on as well but uh yeah no really cool and It's 5,000 coming off a pretty successful, I thought, um, debut season uh, with the gold star handed out. So, yeah, it'd be great to see how that kind of, uh, how that goes.
2: Before then, we've got November and the great race. The move now looks like uh, pending COVID restrictions. Scott McLaughlin will be able to race for DJR. A, what does it mean for DJR to get Scott back? But B, what does it mean for the championship Heath, when you have a name like that returning,
3: well, it's sort of he wants to return, doesn't he, as well to do it? So I suppose that's that's a, a good thing as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be it's going to obviously um, be a, a a great thing to happen um, if it does happen. Um, you know, uh, having someone fresh from IndyCar joining, I mean. Um, Rossi and uh, <laughs> Rossi ran that and um, Hinchcliffe I think it was ran the wild card a couple of years ago um, with, with WAU um, it, it's I, I, I think unfortunately or well, potentially the season you know the championship will be might be done by them with SVG if he keeps on going the way he's going at the moment um, which might be a good thing because um, the, the drivers risk it all I reckon in that race um if there's no total on the line um it's already done and dusted um it might be a mess if, if it's a sprint race normally it's going to be more so this year um and you know i think another another win for scott is just a you know it just adds um further to his rapid rise you know three championships and a couple of Bath stuff this year as well as racing indica probably can't get much better for him to be honest um you know, so yeah, Bathus has the potential making of being an absolute oh, crackerjack race. And Connor, your thoughts? He has really hit the nail on the head there. I mean, uh,
0: Scott McLaughlin coming back to SuperCars. would just be an incredibly good team. Really, uh, you know, we've already got guys like uh, Russell Wingle and Greg Murphy uh, around for that race the wild cards which is you know add some big names and then just to throw Scotty McLaughlin on onto the top of that you know the uh, he's won the last three uh championships I and mean, then it would be sensational really and uh, I'm sure he'd get up speed pretty quickly and uh yeah Imagine having McLaughlin as your co-driver. I mean, that's you know, whoever that falls to, whether it's Anton or Will, that's going you know, to uh, do wonders, isn't it, their chances of uh, hopefully competing against guys like Izzy. So, um, yeah, uh, awesome thing, and uh, hopefully it all uh, comes together.
2: And interesting is that he said he's whatever he does, he'll only drive the 17 car. So could they be bold enough to do a switch o to Anton and Will's numbers for the... Bathurst weekend, because you almost think they can't do it because of the confusion it will make for the casual observer who might have seen the seventeen with Will Davison earlier in the year.
0: I'm not sure it will come to that. I don't. I actually don't know the exact um, technicalities of whether whether that's uh, something that would be possible or not. But I, I think they'll just. Um Make the decision based on who's um, who they who they want to pair him with, uh, whether that means that he runs the 11 or the 17. If I had to take a, a guess, I'm actually going to go that I reckon that he'll pair with Anton. But I, uh, that's just me taking a total uh, slap in the dark. Uh, I don't uh, I don't have any intel on that. Um, you know, uh, maybe it's a case of if Will is uh, you know competing a bit higher in the championship, maybe they'll stick uh, Scott in with him to try and uh, maximise where Will finishes. So. Hard to say really, but um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that they'd go to the length of changing numbers.
2: And Heath, we have had a, a lot of talk this year so far about the sale of supercars. Could we get to a November Bathurst and meet the new owners?
3: Well, that's the plan, isn't it, Craig? I think um, I think they'd wanna do that, but um, I think there's a still a lot of water to go under the bridge. I have no intel whatsoever on it. Um, only what um, Auto Action or Speed Cafe have sort of divulged. So, yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting. Um, and all, all I hope is that, um, you know, there's, you know, a, a, it sort of continues, I suppose, the momentum, um, f- the new owners, and that is, you know, Continues the momentum that Gen Three sort of renewed. I think a few people's um, passion for supercars. Um, you know, hopefully we can set it up that you know it's it's you know a seamless transition. Um, you know, we can get crowds back after COVID. Um, a COVID interrupted two two seasons. Um, you know, it's it's a tough time to purchase a category. So. With all, um, you know, having to think on the run with all all this COVID business. So, um, yeah, it's uh, fingers crossed. um, You know, uh, there is a new new buyer and um, a new buyer before Bathurst would be perfect. A perfect leading to into the big race, the great race.
2: Well, Connor, I know you've been covering this story closely at Speed Cafe, and of course, you have the inside running from uh, all your former colleagues.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, oh look! I mean, yeah. I, like he said, uh, realistically, um, yeah, a sale of the sport is going to be a, a really good thing when it does happen. After been wanting to to get out for a little while and to to bring in, you know, when you look at the various names that have, uh, that are in contention, um, the the good thing in common that they have is. They all sort of have a, have a reason to want to make this work. It's not just an investment. It's sort of, uh, you know, they're, they're passionate about motorsport. And I think that's something that supercars is uh, really going to benefit from. Obviously, when and who, uh, you know, that's sort of what uh, we'll find out. But, yeah, I definitely, from what I understand, yeah, the, the goal is definitely to make a transaction happen before back So I guess, yeah, watch the space.
2: It's certainly interesting times ahead and the, the different styles of the potential buyers that have been revealed, ignoring the international ones that we don't have the detail on, or the international one we don't have the detail on, is, uh, is fascinating because uh, there, could be some, there could be some interesting dynamics, to say the very least, Connor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think you'll find uh, everyone sort of got a different opinion up and down pit lane um, on who, who they see as being the appropriate sort of new owner. Uh, so yeah, look, um, and look, I guess each each candidate has their strengths and weaknesses or their pros and cons. So um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely hugely interesting uh, topic and. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to say other than, yeah, I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing how it plays out and we'll try and uh, try and stay across it and keep everyone up to date.
1: It certainly will be something that uh, all of us and a very large number of people who are involved in the sport, let alone just fans of it, will be watching to uh, see how this does outcome. I mean, the fantastic thing is that there certainly seems a lot of interest from a number of different buyers and uh, it will be uh, fascinating to uh, see us move into the uh, next decade or so of supercars with probably a new owner. So thanks for joining us. That's to uh, Connor O'Brien and Heath McAlpine for, uh, on Inside Supercars. It's Tony Whitlock and Craig Levelle. We hope to see you at a track maybe at Winton in a couple of months' time. Thanks, guys, for having uh, me. Yeah, thanks,
3: guys. Hopefully catch you at Winton. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.